Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind. Featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. It is the Coveted Hour, Midday Grind, a Friday edition like no other. Live from the Schnooks at 3430 South Grand. I just lost a pen. No. I thought he was asking for your autograph. <laughs> no, he said he's going to write down some questions. Oh. We'll take your questions. Come on by. Earlier we had the food displayed when it first came out, and I think people thought it was for them. And boy, Frank is a normal, normally a very polite, gracious person. You notice he tensed up a little bit. Somebody, uh-huh. somebody said, what's that food for? He said, uh, for us to sample. <laughs> We've got Ken, see, see, snacks are important. Don't Ken, try to throw <laughs> this on me. Ken Wilson could have been given the most thoughtful answer in perspective following Wednesday night's win, and none of us would have heard it after they dropped the food off at the table. <laughs> it was all just waiting for him to stop talking so you could end the interview and then wrap the second. Ken, this has been one of our more memorable <laughs> interviews, but we really need to go. We're up against it. They just brought out food. So the food is on display. You can check out the Brat Road Show. You can find out more about all their homemade brats, including this special version that we have right here, which has the new Freedom Reserve mixed in. Mm-hmm. Great Budweiser beer. The wing bar is always a great choice. Spicy California rolls, slightly healthy and really good. Uh, the crispy chocolate chip cookies have been brought out. The point is, stop by Schnucks, load up for the weekend, and get a Father's Day gift while you're at it. 3430 South Grand. Uh, Mariana Sanchez has taken great care of us. She has. At this location, real close to Gravoy and Grand, just south of the business district on Grand. So come on by. The station's going to be going live until 2 at this Schnucks location, 590 Baseball. By popular demand, we'll be back at 1 o'clock. You guys might want to just talk some hockey. Or you talk baseball if you want. It's an exciting time right now for the Cardinals Baseball. They want to talk about this game that's going to get restarted. It's a preview of the 5-5 ninth inning Mets Cardinals. Yes. I think even Danny Mack said last night, now the attention is sort of shifting back to base. Like, the city's obsessed with the hockey, and he said, and people are going to kind of notice. He politely said they might want to get it going. And it is flag day. Yes, Clay- it is. Claves, it's your day. It's flag day. How's your team looking? Eh. Eh. Anyway. It's all subjective. Look at the Blues. You never know. today on flag no, day. You're gonna, hold on. You're going to hear this. From I don't think Schilt will do it. Maybe a Cardinal player will do it. Look at the Blues. Look at the Blues. Where they'll they'll say, did. 
because for a while it was always, hey, remember 2011? Uh-huh. Hey, remember 2011? We weren't expected to go anywhere in 2006. We weren't that good. Look at the Blues. Will it be said by a Cardinal player at some point this year? Yes. Will it be Mo? Mo on August 1st for not making a trade on the trade deadline. We'll say, well, Doug Armstrong didn't make any trades. Yep, the there you go. Done deal. Here's the difference, though. With the Blues this year, now I know they didn't turn around exactly when they switched coaches, but Craig Ruby was a huge part. And then, obviously, Jordan Bennington comes up and totally changes the conversation. So who's the Cardinals, Jordan Bennington? Because all due respect, I don't think this group necessarily will turn into a World Series champion. Now, maybe they're Jordan Bennington. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe they're Jordan <laughs> Bennington ad is a big trade. Brian Hoffman, a big starting pitcher. Well, what's the equivalent of a goalie in baseball? Is there? Because like a starting pitcher is not enough because he's not out there every day. Is it a cleanup? Mad hitter? Bum. Think about Mad Bum with the Giants when he pitched every game in the World Series that one year. Okay, so they get Mad Bum. He's Bennington. They win it. Similar demeanors in terms of both being kind of uh, uh, quiet, right? But extremely competitive. There you I, go. Top of it. Oh, I got I'm an, all I got on an idea bomb. for a player who yep. is, you know, extremely competitive and would fit the uh, the everyday lineup a- uh, aspect that they require. Tommy Pham. And then I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and then and then Mozilla can say, "Well, we've decided to hire Baruby." I mean. If, <laughs> Keep that analogy what if, going. What if Mozeliak calls the Rays and offers the exact same package back? <laughs> the same guys that they received. Hey, I mean, it was a fair trade then. Yeah, so Cabrera has some major just, league experience hey, now. Let's send and then back. he says, well, it's kind of like Perron. We had him and we brought him back. See, you could just keep making blues analogies. <laughs> Who would have thought? Hey, what a great time in St. Louis. Parade tomorrow from noon until 3. If you haven't heard, it starts at 18th and Market. I think the only decision you have to make is do you camp out on a parade route spot or are you camping out at the arch ground for the rally that will culminate the parade towards the end? Live coverage, if you don't make it down, live coverage Fox 2 and Fox Sports Midwest. Do you get the honor of covering it? I'm going to be part of the coverage. Chuck Marlowe, Hockey Insider, will be part of the coverage. Mm -hmm. Teaming up with Fox Midwest, it's great. We'll have Fox 2 folks along with John Kelly and Darren Pang and Bernie Federko and Strict Dog and others. It's Looking forward to that. So that is coming up. I have a text topic and also one for the panel. 855-282-8255. It's been a while. It has been a while. A lot, a lot of confidence so, there in that. Yeah. 855 Lucas Jones. 282. Civic Memorial. 82-55. If you had the cup for a day, ooh, what would you do? And there was some discussion earlier with Charlie Toon and Andy Strickland and Tuna said, I want the cup in the hood. And then everybody said, but you're hopping in a Porsche and driving to your house in Chesterfield. Mr. Take it to the hood, which is what he was demanding. <laughs> I think I would take it to our little haven or like a hospital. I think I would have to do, I would want to do that and then just have mm-hmm. a party at the house. I know this isn't public. I don't think he would mind me saying it, but Rich Jankowski of the Blues, PR staff, great guy, on Facebook, he didn't take the cup, but it was a Stanley Cup playoff you know, championship-type banner or flag, and he took it to his father's grave. Oh, and and seeing people do things like that, where if you lost a grandfather or grandmother or your dad or mom recently that always wanted to see the Blues win the Stanley Cup and, and they just missed because they passed away recently, or even if it was five, ten years ago, it's it's really cool to see moments like that because you do know 52 years there were people that 
we we say it like a cliche, but they bled blue. And I think it's cool to see people share it with their loved ones and even people who have passed, but kind of just making them a part of it. Well, that's a great call. Love Richie Jankowski, who is a young guy. Probably my age, right-ish. He, he's like 41, but he still looks like he's about 22. He does. It's unbelievable. <laughs> what would you guys do with the cup? Text in 855-282-8255 if you had a day with a cup. Pronger, a Pronger had the and, question. Thank you. Pronger had that great answer the to us about party. the party he threw and said, oh, yeah, we had a triple banger, and then they had the cops coming several times. And <laughs> I think you got to have a big old party at the house. Brewery tour. I think brewery tour Take with the brewery cup. Tour. Yeah. Mm. Drink different beers Multiple out of it from different brewery brewery breweries. Multiple brewery tours, probably. Yeah, Urban Chestnut, Four Hands, Rockwell. Just kind of load up. Civil Life. Yeah. Take it around town. Yeah. Look at that, Chuck. I want to take it to the sick kids, and he wants to take it to the brewery, huh? Well, I would take it to Schnucks, to STL <laughs> Chimney, <laughs> Liquid Pizzeria, to STL Lawn Care. <laughs> no, but look, especially now, if you're if you're from your hometown. Yeah, of course, I would go to Offenburg Hyundai with the cup, 100%. and then I'd probably end up at Fast, Fast Eddie's. Eddie's. Actually, which would be a great place yeah, to take it. You mentioned this earlier with Joel Edmondson, and a lot of these guys are from these small towns in Canada, or whether it's Sweden, Russia. Think about how cool that is for the kids from those towns. If you're from a small town in Saskatchewan, to have your day where, like you said, you take it to whatever it is, the local rink, the local YMCA, and everybody gets to go there, take pictures, touch the cup. I saw that in in East Lansing once when Drew Miller, Ryan Miller's brother, he brought it back home. He He had won it with the Ducks that year and just had a big event where all the kids could come by and take pictures. That's pretty cool. And I think Doug Waite, he had it in St. Louis. He had a party at his house. Strick got to go to that. And Doug Waite took it to OB Clark's. And that's when I started. I want to know this backstory. And maybe, Jimmy, you would know. That's it. Somebody asked me this yesterday. When did OB Clark's become the Blues hangout? Oh. And I know Quinville always went there. And Doug Waite took the cup there. And I think Jamie Compon was an assistant coach and a video coach, took the cup there. I don't know when that became a thing. Because yeah. I'm old enough to remember when OB Clark's was in the strip mall. In Brentwood, before they That's even right. moved to this location. I don't know when that became a thing. I, when I first got exposed to it was when Quinville was here. So that's my first recollection of when that became the in place. And it was, at the time, it was, I was always told because Joel was always there. there that was, that his, was spot. his spot. You know what? If he, if he was stopping somewhere, he was going to stop there on the way. And that's, that's why it became that. But it could have been something prior to that that I'm not aware of. Because they used to have a bar called Q's. Which is ironic because yeah. but all the players used to hang out at a place called Q's. Nonetheless, what would you do with the cup? Eight five five two eight two eighty two fifty five is the number to text in. And Chuck STL Lawn Care, one of our great sponsors. We got a lot to get to, so we might as well let them know that the cup is coming to STL Lawn Care. Well, STL Lawn Care is great, but Martin, so is STL Chimney. Okay, on the web stlchimney.com, Facebook STL Chimney. Give them a call. Call the team. 314-492-4040, or email those guys at stlchimney at gmail.com. They do sweeps, cleanings, inspections, repairs. Don't wait till the fall or winter when everybody else also wants their chimney and fireplace fixed because that's what we did. We waited. We wanted our fireplace fixed last year for the holidays, but we waited too long. Everybody was fully booked up, so about a month ago we called STL Chimney they repaired our chimney, did custom work on the inside, the outside. They're up on the roof doing all the work. The fireplace looks great, works great. I highly recommend STL Chimney, stlchimney.com on Facebook, or give them a call, 314-492-4040. It's STL 
chimney. I'm telling you, my wife loves making fires so much in the fireplace that she will call me. She's waiting for it to get cold. She actually made a fire the other day during Game 7 because she said it was 58 degrees. It's supposed to be about 20 degrees below your your internal temperature in the house, you know. And I said that was borderline, yeah. but she loves the ambiance of a fireplace. She shows me a picture of her watching Game 7. June 12th. Correct. June 12th. She's got the fire going. She's watching Game 7. Who won? She's crying because of Layla. She's watching the post game. She's now a hockey fan because of STL Chimney I and the Blues. I wish it was a superstition. Like, she first had a fire going when the playoffs began. You're like, yeah, because it was April 10th. And now it's June 12th. You can't light a fire. And, <laughs> but you can. I love a good fire. And if we're ever invited inside the house, Hoff, we would see, actually that's what Charlie see. would do for his Stanley Cup party. He would have people over but not allow in them the inside. Back, we'd all be in the backyard. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> no, you'd have exclusive <laughs> tickets to get inside. That would be a cover charge. <laughs> To get inside the house. <laughs> Most stunning thing about the Blues winning the Cup. Does anybody have a blink on that? I think for me, Ooh. it's winning three of four in Boston. The fact that you went there yeah. and won three out of four. And Pat Maroon had a clip the other night where he said, I don't know, we were pretty bad at home. I don't know why, but luckily we were darn good on the road. And they were bad at home, six and seven, during the playoff run. Or maybe the fact you won... And nobody took over. Like, Tarasenko didn't own the series. Schwartz was True. quiet. O'Reilly was really good. Bennington was very, very good at two huge times, Game 5 and Game 7. But you didn't – I mean, you were able to do this without somebody just totally taking over. I think for me it's the fact that and, – and I think Blues fans over the 52 years have, have way more memories of this. But I've been here 11 years. You always hear about the same old Blues. And I think you could go to each series, and there was a moment where the narrative became same old blues, right? Whether it was Winnipeg, you lose the two games, you're down two zip, right? Third period, they come back and win. Dallas, you're at a game seven after losing game six. San Jose, hand pass. That was kind of the thing that everybody talked about. You just wonder if that would swing the momentum of the series. It was the exact opposite where the blues took over. And then look at game six, Stanley Cup final. It was the culminating moment. It was supposed to happen at home at Enterprise Center and be the greatest night in St. Louis sports history, and it was a clunker. And you just wondered if, man, that was their opportunity. Do they lose Game 7, and there goes the chance. What happened? Again, they flipped the script, and they dominate Boston. So each round, you had that same old Blues narrative, and this team just destroyed that and each I think, time. Didn't Doug Armstrong say something to you in the postgame there on the ice? how he had sort of gotten tired of hearing about the history, and then he said all of a sudden, no, he said then we kind of became part of it. He yeah. said he did. It was a great answer. Yeah, He became part of it because for a while we would say, well, Doug, yeah, he would say, let's not hear about the past. These guys are not responsible for the past sins. And then he basically said, but wait a minute, we, we started losing a bunch in the playoffs, and it just added to that narrative. When I was interviewing Doug Armstrong, and he was really good, and I didn't ask the question, but at the end, because, you know, you want to finish the interview off with kind of a laugh, especially when they win the Stanley Cup. And you I wanted if he was about to cry? No. Frank's, Frank's go-to? What I really wanted to ask. Okay. Are you effing kidding it's me? Okay to cry. What? Do your effing job. Ask me a better question. <laughs> I wanted to say, Army, is it fair to say you took the knife, you jammed it oh, into their yes. eyes, oh. into their brain, and killed them? And I think he would have chuckled. Right? Oh, yeah. I should have done it. It's Boston. It's Whitey yes. Bulger, of course. I should have done it, great. and I didn't. I think I, what was so fascinating was, because you mentioned from the fans' perspective, and Chuck, you did too, about same old blues. You guys were in Boston, but Hewer and I were hosting on, on on Tuesday and Wednesday morning, 
And it seemed like the fans kind of adopted the confidence of the team. There was a lot of belief, at least from our listeners and our text line, that they were going to win that game. It wasn't, oh, it's done, they blew it on Sunday night. We're going to be asking what if all yeah. summer and this Stanley Cup is over, the Bruins are going to win it. There was, you know, we feel that this is legitimately going to happen tonight. And I feel like that came directly from just the tone and the tenor of the team. I think for years this franchise is just always on the bad luck, too bad, or poor Blues, poor I'm sorry your guy got hurt, too bad. And always kind of pushed around a little too much, and I thought this is finally a time they have the right coach, the right GM, who are like, hey, get do your bleeping job, like get that Zamboni, out. don't don't yeah. mess with the Blues. Baruby, like, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, we knocked the guy out. Okay, well, it happens. It's hockey. Instead of the Blues, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. If you're a fan, you're like, God, we're it's always the, always the ones at the handshake. Well, they're they're just kind of a rough team over there. God, I hate their guys, but they beat us and. Finally, the Blues were the team that didn't get pushed around. Right. Barbashev and Sundquist, sorry, yeah, that's how we play. Oh, we got suspended for that? Okay, are you going to play any different when you come back? No, we're still going to crush as many guys as we can. And then to hear Boston whine about it? Oh, my goodness. And when Ray Ferraro, God bless him, who tweeted it and said, hey, Boston, and I think he said Boston he media. Did. He did. Are you really complaining about the Blues being too physical or attempting to be a physical team? Are you kidding me? The Bruins' M.O. for how many years has been the physical team. I love the fact, when we talk about what stands out, Boston being this, oh, they're hitting us too hard, they're cheap shot artists. You have Brad Marchand on your roster, shut up. It was unbelievable how it flipped, and the bullies were the Blues, and I love it. When was the last time the Blues were called dirty by an opposing team? Can you remember the last time that happened? Now, one of Ruby's quotes was, we're a clean team. And I think he knew, like walking in, if you asked me yeah. anything, he wanted to get that phrase out there. We're, right. We play clean hockey. And that's why when you hear these Boston radio hosts, and I get it, and that's what they do, <laughs> East Coast on talk radio, but oh, saying the Blues just gooned it up. But be fair. Like you said, you can't harbor Brad Marchand for his entire career and then complain about that. And I understand, look. The Blues were the first team in Stanley Cup final history to have two different guys suspended. Look, this is hockey, right? I mean, you're you're making hits and guys are moving at the last second. Do I think the Blues players are dirty? I don't. But they're going to be physical as hell. And in a collision sport, every once in a while, guys are going to move. You're on skates. And a, a shot intended on the shoulder is going to hit a guy in the head. And that happens in a sport like hockey. For, for Boston to complain about that... Big, tough, East Coast, Boston. I mean, they just seem like such wimps. You know what I'm saying? They were not as, they were not the tougher team. Absolutely. Not at all. Absolutely. Right. The Baruby style, like, again, you get hit into the boards. You don't want anybody to get injured or have a concussion, but it does happen because it's part of the game. But then there's video of Marchand taking out Petrangelo's skates and, like, clearly doing stuff, trying, specific, not saying. Sparing Bennington? Yeah, not accidentally Tarasenko? running into a guy. Yes. but. Spe- Give me a break. Give me a, And so for once, the Blues got pushed and pushed back and pushed back harder. And I think as a fan of the franchise, you were so tired of it going the other way. Like, well, our poor guys just didn't have enough left in the tank. Our poor guys were a little bit injured at the wrong time. That narrative's over. And look, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but when an NFL player gets hit in the head, how many times do you hear them say that, look, they'd rather get hit in the head than the knees in, in some cases because yeah. you could have a, a knee injury that costs you – the whole year. And again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but but okay, the Blues made some hits that ended up having some head contact. We all understand that, and they were suspended for it. 
Brad Marchand, I can think of three times off the top of my head where he dove at guys' knees. And, again, it doesn't have the headlines because it's not a headshot, but those are the type of hits that could knock a guy out with a big-time knee injury for a season. Absolutely And he true. did it at least three times yep. off the top of my head. Yeah. I love the hockey knowledge that this city now has, and none of us are like insiders like a Strickland or a Cam who live and breathe it. But, an but by the end of the year, when you're going, man, we got to have Sunquist back. Boy, we got to have Barbershev. <laughs> we got to have that line cooking again tonight. Boy, who's on that third line? You know, it's just unbelievable how much people are breaking down. Just who's in? Who's out? Yeah, who's skating the, in the morning? Who's well, not? Boy, yeah, so if Blay plays, is he going fourth line then, or is he going? You know, like it's unbelievable when you have a run like this. How many people are in tune with the entire roster? But our text topic eight five five two eight two eighty two fifty five today. If you had the cup for a day, what would you do with the cup? And did we clarify? Like Strick, I think Frank asked if he would get a ring. He wasn't sure. Like a John Kelly, would he get the cup for a day? As a oh. I mean, Kerber probably would. Kerber I mean, said something yesterday. He's not even sure. I said, he said, I might be able to ask. He goes, but I don't. He's he doesn't know the protocol not, for that. But where does you know where where does it stop? Is sort of the question. And we were talking at work yesterday. Does Mike Yo? Does Mike Yo get a ring? A does his awkward. name go on the cup? I don't think he awkward. would. I think he would politely decline, decline it. it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he That's would. Okay. Does he get a check for? Is there a Maybe playoff he'll take check? The money. Well, I he think should. He would take yeah. <laughs> you help this. You help build this. Still getting paid though, right? We by, I mean, by the Blues. Yeah, yeah. He, he couldn't he, have done this hired. without you. He's um, a Philly's assistant. He's in Philly now. Yeah. So I. A lot of great questions. In fact, the keeper of the cup is going to be on with Strick, maybe answering some of those cup-specific topics. Appliance discounters. Look at my jersey. What is it? Seven? Seven. Blues won it in seven. It's not your jersey, though. It's Big Al's. We would bring the cup to all seven appliance discounter area locations. Yes, that's true. If I had the cup, I'd probably go to appliance discounters, put it on display. I got my seven jersey, which, unfortunately, Big Al is coming down here because I have his jersey that he gave me once back. But there are seven <laughs> appliance discounter locations. They've added the one in the Maplewood, Richmond Heights area. It's off McLeod Station Road, Deer Creek Plaza. That one features the unique bold colors for your appliance choices. If you want to jazz it up, that's not in the copy. I added it. Jazz it up a little bit with a bold color. Stop by that location. They're also in the Metro East, City of St. Louis, Webster Groves, South County, Baldwin, St. Charles on the web, theappliancediscounters.com. For all your appliance needs, they have the biggest selection and also the lowest prices. GE, Frigidaire, the biggest names, Samsung, LG, all of them, lowest prices, theappliancediscounters.com. Huge Blues fans they are, I'm sure, stoked just like you are. Stop by and see our friends at Appliance Discounters. The other takeaway would be the Baruby impact and now moving forward. In this town, like Larusa became legendary by winning, but also by being here a long time. Baruby hasn't really been here a long time, but is like an immediate legend. Whereas Absolutely. some of these things sort of build, especially a coach or a manager. Like Quenville became a beloved coach because he was here for a long time. They had some great teams, even though they didn't get over the hump. I can't think of anyone who came in as a coach or a manager. Even like Pinkle built it up right. and, be, and built a brand and okay. became popular. You know, Conzo had the first year where they did get to the tournament. But the Baruby legend is just sort of weird because like, we don't really even know the guy, and he owns the town. And that's what's so great about this team is that nothing really matters in terms of what happens in the future. Now, this could be a dynasty. 
I hope it is. Yeah. But but maybe it's not. And you know what? It doesn't matter because this is the most special team in Blues history. It doesn't matter if these guys are great moving forward or just average moving forward because we will never forget Jordan Bennington and Craig Berube and Zach Sanford and whoever else, Barbashev, Sunquist, whether you're a star or not. All these guys, anytime they come back to St. Louis, regarding or irregardless of how the rest of their career goes, they will never have to buy a drink or a meal in St. Louis. They're legends forever just because of this past two months. And then again, hopefully they keep winning and they win another cup two, three years from now. I don't know, but it doesn't really matter because this team finally ended the curse. Like if you're the Washington Capitals this year, you get bounced. I'm sure it's disheartening, it's disappointing, but you're still like, eh, we won the cup last year. And I know they don't think that way. They're highly competitive people. But a little bit in the back of your mind's got to be, God dang it, last year we got over the hump. We freaking did it. I'm that way. I've, I've already, I told you this the other day. I said, if we win, I am never going to complain about it. We can have ten more Arsman games. I don't care. We've won one. That's all I care about. We'll, we'll be complaining. Is, By next April, we'll all be complaining. <laughs> it's, it's just, hey, I've, I've, I've seen it. It's finally happened. And, oh, by the way, one other thought with that, be, having seen it and thinking we were close all those other times, we were never close to yeah. winning that. Now you know ever. what the marathon march is yes. like. You, and some of these, like, little mini runs before, well, nothing not even compares. Yep. And that's where, too, you understand why it's so difficult to repeat and why teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins – you have to give them so much credit for doing it. Because, look, there are great teams that were done two months ago. Winnipeg was pretty darn good. Yeah, Dallas really good. takes the Blues to the Game 7 double overtime. They haven't played for a month or so. The Blues just played two more months than other teams, 26 more games. They're going to have the shortest off season they've ever had. And then look at what we start hearing uh, trickle out after the game. Ryan O'Reilly, who won the Consmite with whether it's cracked ribs, whatever it is. You see Robert Thomas there at Obi Clark's with a, a cast on his wrist. You're going to see a lot of small injuries or major injuries, and you're going to have a short off season. It's tough to get that momentum going right back when you've only been off for, what, a couple months. It is really, really hard to repeat, and you can understand why the marathon, that was game 115 for the Blues. Yeah. Seven preseason games, 82 regular season games, 26 postseason games. That was game 115. That is a lot of hockey games to come back healthy and strong next year with a, real, with a real short turnaround. It is crazy to think that we're a little over two months removed from game one in Winnipeg, and we're a little under four months away from next season starting. Right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it so starts true. at the beginning of October. Thing. That's and insane. The NHL Network, which I've watched more NHL Network in the last three weeks than I probably have in the last three years, to be honest with you. No offense to the Strickland household. Uh-oh. But they flashed up a graphic yesterday and said, okay, Blue's free agents, because everybody, you start moving the story forward. I'm like, okay, Delzato's a free agent. That's that's okay. Wow. By the way, he made $3 million. I'm like, wow. Right. Benning, Bennington is restricted. We know that you just start seeing some of the names. Maroon is obviously a big one because he's a St. Louis guy. But nothing on there jumps out at you as, like, a panic move. They're in great position. They are. The, the guys, we probably were ready to trade all of them four months ago. <laughs> now you're like, oh, thank God, they're all locked up. They're all coming back. <laughs> it's all set there. But you know what? Stanley Cup hangover? I don't care. Give, give them till uh, Christmas to figure it out. And, lo- and look, the guys, <laughs> Martin, as you said, that people complained about. Jay Bomeister led the team in ice time, signed his one-year deal, at a discount from his previous contract, he's already locked up. Alexander Steen's deal has always been discussed. And I understand his role was lessened, but he was a really valuable fourth-line guy. And contractually, I think 
Maroon's going to be the big question mark. Does he get offered a lot more money somewhere else? He took a he took basically a one-year, a bit of a hometown discount to play close to his family, and it worked out great, and they won a cup. So whatever moving forward, I mean, it's all good. But they don't have the Taves and Kane contracts. They don't have the $10.5 million contracts. With Tarasenko making, what, 7.5, whatever yeah. it is. I mean, they have a lot of really good players that have fair deals, and it's easier to move those deals around and, and work around them. And imagine Jordan Bennington, your goaltender moving forward, not making a ton of money. We'll see what happens with Jake Allen, but if you have Billy Husso coming up as a potential backup, I think cap-wise, they're set up really, really well. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of possibilities. I, they, I know I think Petro's up in two years, so uh, they'll have to make a decision there, but then he's... In his 30s, you got to make that decision. Uh, update from Big Alley wants me to meet him on my way home to give him the jersey. I guess we're too far away. Here, I got news for you. I didn't say, can I borrow your jersey? It was handed to me, okay? Uh, photographer Mike Border, Fox 2, says, every time I shot a press conference during the playoff run, the coach would always go by and we would do a fist bump. He would smile, talking about Peruby. He's a legend. He's a blue-collar guy. Probably would rather be drinking with the folks that clean up the Enterprise Center than the folks in the suites upstairs. I think that's a fairly accurate read. Yeah, that's true. I think sometimes we read too much into this. When we look at a team before Game 7, we go, man, they look loose. They look tight. And I know we interviewed the Blues a million times after Game 6, but I'm telling you, didn't you think that everybody, Martin, was just really loose on the skate, they're, they're smiling. They're having fun. Craig Berube is cracking jokes yeah. at the press conference. And, and, again, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but it didn't seem like the moment was too big for them at all. They just played their game. They, they had true. such confidence, as they should, in that road game. They went out there, and they absolutely dismantled Boston in Game 7. And I, at first, thought that they would have preferred the disappointment of Sunday. I said, boy, I bet they'd like to just get out and play again. I actually think the downtime really helped. I think, actually, that they had. Do a live radio. Hey, we're live here. Still live. (laughs) I do think the. Finish your thought. Yeah, I think you can I'm trying. I do think the extra day, that sort of downtime, people don't know what road warriors we are. We persevere. We have a lot of distractions as well. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Go ahead. What did, what did Bruby teach his guys to eliminate the noise? Simpler game. Play a simpler radio game. Yeah, we, we don't always get to our game right away Can on the road. Can we simplify it more than we already do? No, no. you can't. But Actually. my point is, I think after a few days, they had given it even more time to just kind of flush Sunday and kind of like, man, we're really good on the road. We've won in this building. And I think their mindset, you could almost see it as we were there for a couple of days, like it really evolved like, hey, we got this. Like instead of like, oh, my God, we blew the biggest opportunity in St. Louis history and it's the old blues. I don't think they ever really had time. Once they got to Boston, I think they really had moved into this mindset like, hey, we went on the road all the time. What's the big deal? This team was so good and dominant on five on five. I don't think there was any reason for them to panic. I mean, they were so much better than everybody they played. Once it got down to five on five, games were over. And I know there are other media outlets. What? Specifically from New England that will rip on this team and i saw i saw somebody compare them and and they did this in a negative way which i don't agree with but they said oh no hall of famers on this team this is the least talented team well, to win the cup you don't know that. i know but hold on that. and again that's not that's me saying this analysis. but listen listen they compared them to the, the 2004 pistons which happens to be as growing up a pistons fan my favorite team of all time because they were the ultimate team you know what i'm saying they had five starters who were equally yep. good. When you look at Ben Wallace, Rashid Wallace, and Chauncey Billups, and Richard and Hamilton, Richard Hamilton, and Ben Wallace. And, 
again, maybe maybe the Blues won't have any Hall of Famers. Maybe Tarasenko is, maybe Petrangelo, maybe... I mean, who knows how Bennington's career will end up. But my point is, I take that as a compliment, that this is the ultimate team... 1 to 25. I mean, look at look at your 13th forward, guys that didn't play for parts of the postseason. Zach Sanford comes in after not playing for about a month, doesn't play rounds 2 and 3, comes in, three straight assists, gets a goal in game 7. I mean, the depth of the Blues was their strength from 1 to 25, whatever it was. I mean, that's why this team won. They wear you down. If your guy gets injured, the Blues are bringing in somebody in who's going to be productive right off the bat. How many lineup tweaks did Chief make throughout? I mean, a guy like Robbie Fabry, who didn't play at the end, made an impact earlier. Bortuzzo and Edmondson, in and out. Those guys were all productive. What a terrible take. The Pistons won consecutive Eastern Conference titles right, and went we, to the conference finals six straight like, years. Who, who they needs, weren't a flash this, in the pan. I know, but this is why people hate the media. Yes. Because there's no need. It was Barstool. There is no need. Was, was it? Guy, yeah. Well, there's no need. <laughs> To like say, oh, this is the worst team that ever won. They, they're the champions. Who Sour grapes, crap? guys. Well, it's, Sour just, grapes. it's just dumb. Also, the Boston didn't win a single home game after the Barstool rally towel, so I can't think that's, oh. not, huh. that's not at all coincidental. You know, I had a cover one of the Boston trips, so we do the weekly Tony talk on Danny Mac's website, and we did one of them at his office in Fenway. And before we started, we were just kind of talking about media and narratives and, you know, Boston and St. Louis and Philly or whatever, and, he picks up a book, and it's a book about Bill Belichick. And Tony said, you know, Bill didn't authorize it. He said, but I wanted to read it. And he said, there's some really interesting stuff about growing up, the Naval Academy and Belichick's dad and the influence. And, and Tony said, it's really fascinating. It's interesting. And it's written by, is it Ian O'Connor, the guy, maybe USA Today? It's, I think it's Ian right. O'Connor. Yeah. And then Tony said, so that's, it's a huge book. He said, let me just read the last paragraph to you. It's as they lose the Super Bowl, I guess, to the Eagles. And who's our guy? Nick Foles has the great game. But the last, Tony grabs a book and reads. he's reading to me in his Fenway office. And he said, Belichick then gets on the team bus and takes his sad losing ass onto the bus. He like, loads his sad losing ass onto the bus. And Tony's like, why, why would you say that? He said the guy's got how many rings? Sad he said, it, and it's a book that's, that's what Nick Saban did after the Clemson game this past yeah. January. Yeah, he took a sad losing yeah. ass. To the team and he's box. like, and he's like, wow. how can you write what? And he and I like it just unnecessary. That's unnecessary. why people like that analysis is hate the media. Yes. I don't hate that analysis though because again, I would take that as a compliment. That was the ultimate team in basketball. This is the ultimate team in hockey. Why is that disrespectful? Uh, I mean, just the ultimate group and collection well, of guys. It wasn't that, LeBron or it wasn't Ovechkin and other guys. It wasn't Taves and Kane and everybody else. It was the ultimate hockey team. I would take that as a compliment. Well, it should be, unless I don't know how it was presented. No, it wasn't. Don't get me wrong. It should be presented as, hey, what a team. Correct. And I think for the Blues franchise, even more fitting yes. that it was just kind of a blue-collar, as it were, team. All right, we're going to take a quick break because i got to get Big Al's jersey. Also, Offenberg, Hyundai. They should have the cup for day. Matt was there. My buddy Matt was there. Got a chance to go to the game. We were with him after the game. Stop by. Maybe the cup will be there. Maybe a great deal on a car. Offenburg Hyundai, O'Fallon, Illinois. It's Highway 64 to the Al McKinnis Slapshot from downtown. On the web, OffenburgHyundai.com. We're talking about great-looking vehicles, the Hyundai. Ten-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Hyundai was the first to offer that up. Now other manufacturers have... Done the same, but Hyundai was the first. And because it's Offenburg, you're going to get great service before, during, and after the sale. OffenburgHyundai.com. And I tell you, if I had that cup, I'd go to Fast Eddie's up there in Alton, mm-hmm. Illinois. I bet that was a fun place on Wednesday night. Oh, my God. 
I think, and I had texted with Eddie yesterday, and he said, has anyone heard from Brett Hull? And I said, not sure. We're just kind of doing, we do these daily Brett checks now. And Eddie said, I'm going to call him. He said, straight to voicemail. And I said, I think he's okay. I think he's at a golf tournament today, I believe. Fast Eddie's where they're always having a good time. The doors open at 11 a.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They're open seven days a week. There's live music every single day. Great great food menu. Just that would be be great mood because the food and the menu is excellent. Great mood, great food. Great mood, great food. We just came up with a new slogan. Great mood, great food, coldest beer anywhere, a lot of fun up at Fast Eddie's, Alton, Illinois, 4th and Broadway. Take the Clark Bridge, turn right, you are there. If you haven't been in a while, get on back up to Fast Eddie's and enjoy the great mood and the great food. We're live at Schnooks. Coming at hour continues right after this. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.